Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Cog, which is the Kingdom of God music series, the new series here on Josiah Radio. This is a comparison of gospel music history. We've been doing everyone from Carmen, Toby Mack, uh, Israel Houghton, just a celebration of a lot of the legends of the past, just to see how far we've come as a Christian industry, and to give Christian artists some credit, because I still to this day feel like even though we have mainstream breakout stars like you know, the Winans, uh, the craze of the world, what have you. I still feel like there's still somewhat of a disrespect to Christian music, especially at the Grammy Awards. Uh, this has been discussed a lot on the show where why is it that they don't have a Hindu rock category? They don't have a Buddhist rap category. They don't have a Confucius pop category. So why are all the Christian artists stuck into one category? That doesn't seem fair. So I kind of feel like the world is a little scared to break down our genres and actually have our genres compete with other secular artists, because I kind of feel like some of our music, if given a chance, might put some of it to shame, even from a message standpoint. But anyway, that's a discussion for another day. I have a very special guest tonight. Her name is Tanya Andre. Is it Montanez or just with the Andre? Uh, It's Tanya Andre Montanez. Montañez. Okay, so on the website, we don't have the curve above the end to give us the differentiation. I don't know how to do that. Can you, that's totally my fault. I don't know how to put the any on top of the N. Just like when people are trying to type Beyonce or Celine Dion's name, we can't put the accent on the I or the accent on the E. So annoying. I wish they would create a button for it in these keyboards, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Tanya, um, we did kind of meet over a very hot topic that occurred um, in the last couple of months, and that's the whole situation around Christian music artist Gavi and producer. And basically, this sort of, I guess our connection sort of started as a minor Twitter beef that became a very diplomatic conversation, for lack of a better term. But you just explain to the people what your initial thoughts were on the situation in relation to your own story as well. And um, and then what are your brief thoughts on what you updated me on, which is his latest post? Yeah. So like you said, we did. We did meet uh, via Twitter, <laughs> the, the worldwide web of social media. <laughs> you know, it was pretty interesting because I I'm a survivor of sexual abuse myself and not just sexual abuse but I'm a survivor of church sexual abuse so if you're not familiar I also tweet a lot about the church too which is basically almost a similar kind of like a me too yeah. move but within the church so church too is a group of uh, of women or or stories of people that have been abused uh, inside the church environment. So when I heard about the Gavi story, I have to be honest, I completely jumped on it. Um, and I was upset. I was angry. I had actually never heard of Gavi until last year when he released his Spanish, uh, album. Mm -hmm. Um, and I totally related um, related to it like um, I don't know if you've ever listened to his album the Spanish album but Mm -hmm. he has these interludes of like old school Spanish Pentecostal (laughs) which is totally down my alley (laughs) that you know that's so how I grew up Mm -hmm. so I I felt an instant connection to Gavi I was like man 
he was brought up like me. You know, mm-hmm. he just he's just like me. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and then I loved his music, um, and I just I just thought I had discovered like the next best thing. You yeah. know, I, I for sure thought he was. He probably still can, you know, I, I don't want to completely just, you know, knock him out, but um, I for sure thought he he was definitely straight up the, 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 the musical, I just thought he was going to hit mainstream, mm-hmm. you yeah. know what I'm saying? Kind of like the Lecrae, you know, hit mainstream, yeah. you know, but yet still kept it, you know, kept it real. I just mm-hmm. felt like that was really his his trajectory and then when um we found out that through twitter which is probably the worst way to communicate something like this it's like i felt like everything unfolded on twitter Mm -hmm. um which if you think about it is so honestly speaking so unprofessional but yet Mm. so the times that we're living in you know like this is just how i guess you're gonna do it now right um you know that he had been sending pictures to uh to women um that were not his wife Mm -hmm. and that was very disturbing then some other things came out uh via um, Catafant, the wife of Wordsblade. Right, Catafant. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have a hard time pronouncing her name. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, then she came out with with her her kind of like her story, and then with with other women mm-hmm. on her feed came out saying that they were also being sent pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it just became a, a very disturbing. Uh, subject and I was angry I'm not gonna lie I was angry I was upset I jumped on it and I think we shared this before we we were gonna start the show is that I'm always gonna stand on the side of the woman Mm -hmm. you know whether you know there's a lot of talk of oh maybe you know when when survivors come out there's always victim blaming Mm -hmm. victim shame you know, mm-hmm. oh, maybe she was, she, she, you know, they came out because now they want his money or, mm-hmm. oh, now they want to break up his marriage or, mm-hmm. oh, now they want to do this. They want to do that. And then we get these religious Christians that start to throw out things like, oh, well, you know, the spirit of Jezebel, yeah. you know, right. as if the enemy only moved through the female portion of, of, of the interaction. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the enemy had nothing to do with, with the male part, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. you know, the, the male doesn't have, uh, the male doesn't have the spirit of Jezebel, but the female has the spirit <laughs> of Jezebel, right. you know? So, I mean, I respect that he even said anything at all, right? Yeah. I think that that's very commendable and we, we can respect that. I think that silence would have been worse. He alluded as if the pictures and the conversations were consensual. Right. Okay. Yeah. He, he did allude and he said that these were adult conversations. Yeah. So say something like these are adult conversations you are alluding that it was a consensual conversation so that is very different than the abuse of 
sending someone a picture. Now, someone might say, well, gosh, it was just a picture. Well, I'm sorry, but if you send someone a sexual picture of yourself that was not requested mm-hmm. by another adult, yeah. that is abuse. It almost puts Catafant in like a, almost like a position of like, she's the whining child and this was an adult conversation that she should have never been a part of, which I, I kind of find that very immature on Gavi's part because at the end of the day, like, just like you said, anything that is non-consensual is abuse. But even if it wasn't abuse, it is still sin of the highest order. So at the end of the day, trying to cover it up as adult conversations kind of watered it down to a place that I don't think needed to be done. So I agree right. with that. Every sin holds a different weight of consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the crazy part is that all sin have the same eternal consequence, but in the, your earthly life, they all have different consequences, different levels. Right. Years ago, this would have been a lot more conflicting for me because my, my history with Gavi goes way deeper than yours. You, you just discovered him off his most recent Latin record. Um, I practically was raised on Gavi's music. Uh, this dude has been producing Christian hip hop hits from 07 till now. And pretty much every single crossover hit that any Reach Records or Lecrae artists had in that time frame was produced by Gavi. So, like, um, even a, a Gavi produced track, You Can't Stop Me by Andy Minio, that even beat out a, a Taylor Swift's and Kendrick Lamar's Bad Blood at, at uh, Baseball Stadium Awards. So this is not success is nothing new to Gavi. What what I had to learn a long time ago, and I guess keeping mainstream perspective kind of helped with this, is I learned a long time ago to separate art from artists. Therefore, they are not my go tos when it comes to living a holy lifestyle, because at the end of the day, Jesus has to be the first and foremost. Every man is fallible after that. So. Years ago, if you had asked me this question, I probably would have been more on the end of uh, wondering what to do with my life since my hero has fallen now. But but now, having seen everything of what happens with mainstream artists who have these kind of falls, I learn not to delete their work from history, but also not to make them my role models when it comes to leading a holy lifestyle. Um. So the the real thing is I'm not really shocked at Gavi's behavior. I'm more shocked, how should I say, at seeming, the seeming more care for better PR than actual correction of the behavior. Because oh, I kind of felt like this dude, according to y'all, the Reach Records team, has only had this issue for a year but the allegations go way further than that. And every time the victim reveals more, you change your version of the story. And every time the victim reveals more, you switch from offense to defense, defense to offense. When there's that much flip-flopping, that shows someone or multiple people were not correctly addressing the issue in the way it needed to be addressed. Either that or they did the Paul principle of taking it to the church, taking it to leadership, taking it to everybody in between, 
but then not cutting off the connection when none of that was working. They waited till it had to be exploited all over Twitter and the victims had to speak up for themselves, then cut off the connection. And in my opinion, that was a real bad order of things because you're constantly telling us that your mission's the gospel. You got the great commission to make with music, but it seems like you're more concerned with PR than the great commission of itself. I don't know how you feel about that. You know, I think that 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 sounds factual. Um, I think your feelings are spot on. Um, And it brings me back to the question that I know Lecrae actually made a statement on why they decided to uh, release him from from the the tours that they were having with him. Um, but in one of the interviews that I that I I, I watched with Lecrae with another another guy that they did an interview together and Lecrae was kind of a um, you know talking this out. It seemed like this was an issue that had that has been they knew about. Yeah, here was a big one for me. Right, days before, literally four days before Catafant just let loose with all the victims and all the evidence that she had, he was still a main artist on the tour. Meaning, if Catafan and the victims never said anything, he would have been touring all this year, as normal. I'm like, they knew about this. Yeah. So, So they had to make a decision because it came out. Yeah. And in my opinion, you can call it ministry all you want. I'm sorry. At the end of the day... That is business PR mentality. That is not, if you are truly ministry-based before you're business-based, this connection would have been cut a long time ago. So anyway, letting that topic breathe for a moment, before we get into um, round one of our rounds today, um, I just wanted to quickly ask you in light of that, how do we push forward, you know, uh, from mentally speaking from the church when stuff like this continues to happen? Um, what's the best thing to do for the um, for the person who was responsible of carrying these actions? And then how should we best move in our care for victims going forward? That's a great question, and thank you for asking that. I think moving forward, there needs to be, and, and that's a lot of things. Actually, my pastor just talked about it. There's a lot of people trying to do a lot of good things for God, but yet none of them submit under any authority. Yeah. yeah. So there's no there's no there's no wisdom, there's no guidance because there's no one above them to say, "Whoa, you know, calm, you know, calm down." You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or or you know, to kind of install some wisdom. So so definitely, you know, loving the sinner um is is a way that we can definitely move forward. But as the survivor or the victim, I mean, a lot of empathy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. needs to be needs to be expressed, you know, yeah. it needs to be shown um, because she needs healing, too. They need he needs healing, you know, like like he or she um, they need healing and and they need to be loved on just as much, you know, Absolutely. and I think the church does really well at taking the the abuser you know and Mm -hmm. saying oh okay well he needs restoration and then you know and then kind of like throwing kicking the survivor to the side and saying well 
like I said earlier, you know, she was probably under the spirit of Jezebel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And I'm going to tell you why that happens. It's because in man's weaknesses, this is a mainstream mentality that floods the church just as equally. It's a resume thing. The victim never has a resume of influence in the person's life. Naturally, as humans, you're always going to go on the defense of the person that has had more influence on you. When at the same time, if you, that's why God says thou shalt not have any idols before me, because when you have idols, you can defend them even against the will of God or against the laws of God, because they have now taken a place of God in your life. When you don't have that idolization issue, then every man gets fair chance at justice. And that's all that God requires of us, according to Micah 6.8, right? To do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with our God. And taking pride in an idol will block you from walking humbly and listening to the victim. Right, right. And, and again, just loving on that victim, on that survivor, you know, gathering her as well with, with, with people who want to provide mental health. And that, and that's, that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand, right? When, and, and this, let's get off the gobby thing. Let's just talk about in general, when an abuser abuses a victim and their, their consequence is they might go to jail for 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. They might go to jail for 10 years or, you know, however, how, you know, in whatever state, whatever, you know, the laws are, but yet the survivor lives with those consequences for the rest of their life. So, you know, the abuser put a jail sentence, a life jail sentence on that survivor. Right. Uh, you know, I'm 44 years old now. Hmm. Forgot my age. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm 44 years old now hmm. and, and I'm still having to constantly, um, you know, search out my space, wow. you know, for triggers. You know, I'm still constantly having to uh, mentally continue to coach myself, you know, continue to mentally, you know, speak positive, you know, speak the word over me, speak this because I still struggle. I mean, healing is a journey, you know what I'm saying? And I still there's still moments where I still get very triggered. But when in reality, it's a cry for reformation in the church. Yeah, yeah. Um, the church is all I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That the, the church is all I know. But I remember what it was to be a girl in the church, completely broken, yeah. and not have anyone like me mm. to share to share their story. You yeah. know, and and now when I share my story internationally and here in the U.S., um, it really does something to my heart and my soul when a church girl mm-hmm. comes up to me and says, this has never been spoken about in the church, and I'm so glad that you are the voice. Yes. You know, I'm so glad that you have brought it up because I've been sitting here, 
you know, for years and years, kind of like the woman with the issue of blood, you know, for years Mm. and years, just Mm. sick and sick and sick. And no one, you know what I'm saying, would talk to her. No one would would reach out to her, right? Because according to the law, she was untouchable, Um, you know, and yet she had the faith Mm -hmm. by all the things that went wrong, you know, the way she was treated, she, she still had the faith to go and touch the hem, you know, of Jesus' garment. Yeah, and and yeah. to me, that's what drives me, yes. is go into spaces like this, you mm-hmm. know, to go into arenas that allow me to share my story where I can say, you know what, honey, you know what, sister, me too. Mm. I know what it's like to sit here broken. 100%. I 100% agree. So anyway, before we get into the next part of the conversation, which is the Mavuno Project, um, we're going to start off with round one for the music section. First of all, you did tell me that you did have some background knowledge as to who Out of Eden is. Just give us a little brief uh, history on how much of Out of Eden's discography you know. And then we'll get into round one with them against Zoe Girl. Oh my gosh, Out of Eden came out when I was in youth group. (laughs) (laughs) So that to me was actually really encouraging um, when Out of Eden first came out. I know that their first song was, well, the first song that was a hit to me was... um, Yeah, the cover that they did on their debut album, Lovely Day. Yeah, Lovely Day. Lovely Day, Lovely Day, yeah. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. so that that's a song that I will always remember. And actually, I'm going to share this. And if um, if my friend ever hears this, I'm not going to mention his name. He had a huge crush on one of those girls. And this was back in the day when um, interracial relationships weren't really even talked about. Yeah, yeah. And for my friend coming to me, and it was like his deepest confession you know he was this lovely one of my closest friends you know this this white guy from like nashville tennessee you know like and 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 he just totally just like approached me one day with like i thought he was gonna tell me some huge thing and he's like i have a crush on one of the girls from out of eden and i was like oh my god that's so great you know that's awesome (laughs) Getting into round number one, we're going to be starting with Different Now by Out of Eden. Here we go.
us all Can't say we're here, doing well You seem so confident I told them that it wasn't me But it was heaven sent Confusion in their eyes Said I'm living blind, no compromise Don't talk, I don't dress like I did before But if you give me just a second You will tell you Different Now by Out of Eden, going up against Stop Right There by Zoe Girl.
by Zoe Girl up against Different Now by Out of Eden I kind of feel like tempo wise uh, stop right there that for me both of these sound like two sides of the same coin and almost like a Destiny's Child type of vein I kind of feel like stop right there was in the vein of tempo wise of like bills 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 uh, and then I felt like Different Now was in the same vein of like cause it, it's 11.30 and the club is jumping jumping um, Different Now though I'm a huge fan of horns, so don't get me wrong when I say this. Okay. I was never a fan of the horns in Different Now. I kind of felt like they kind of overlooped it to the point of it becoming like a nuisance and annoyance after a while. Um, also, the thing I applaud Stop Right There for that Different Now didn't do is there was slight more contrast in the highs and lows of the production. Even though Different Now had more contrast in the highs and lows of the vocals. Personally, though, I get more of a kick out of Stop right there. Um, Different Now is a cool, like, I'm leaving the club lifestyle behind and I'm pursuing a more, like, substantial life. I get that. I respect that. I love that, too. Stop right there seemed like a very straightforward, clear statement that I'm God's property before I'm yours. And especially if we're not married yet... Um, I can have enough boldness to say that this, everything here belongs to God first. So you can't tell me what to do with this until that commitment is made before you and God, then you can come back to me. And if not, then it's written off. I'm not going to be your savior. I'm not going to stay in this relationship. I'm not going to be bound to this and allow you to pull me back away from Jesus. So, um, because of a bolder statement, better production, and I kind of feel like um, an easier listen because there was not too many nuisances in the production as as different now. I'm going to give a slight edge, only slightly, to Zoe Girl. What about you? To be truthful, I have never heard of Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about Out of Eden. Um, I've listened to a lot of Out of Eden, but I have not heard of Zoe before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. I did feel, though, that it did, and maybe because I've never heard it before, but when I was listening to it, I couldn't get off the, how did that song go? Yeah, TLC, you're talking about No Scrubs? TLC, TLC. I kind of felt like I couldn't take my mind off of TLC. Mm Mm-hmm, I hear you. While listening to this song. Yeah. 
And I kind of felt like there was even some beats that were in some of their music. <laughs> like, it right. just felt like, yeah. So so I love the message, though, because it's right on with, mm-hmm. with everything I stand for. So right on, Zoe girl. That was awesome. Um, I'll probably start listening to more of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I really liked it. It was good. Now, now Adam Eden to me though, I think I'm always gonna favor, um, just because it's home to me. Yeah. You know, it feels like home. Yes. Um, it feels like my childhood. It, it's something that I'm familiar with. So I'm gonna give my props though to Adam Eden. Nice, nice. All right, so yeah. that, that leaves a tie for round number one, meaning no result. But I kind of like that because it gives um, props as a DJ that I'm making some good matches up here. <laughs> anyway, getting into the middle section of the show, I want you to now dive into the reason why you're here, which is the Mavuno Project. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, to be honest. I got to work on my Swahili. Um, <laughs> yeah, so explain to us how it started. Uh, you claim that it pretty much started as like an underground undercover mission back in 09 that became an official nonprofit in 2017. But I'll let you tell the details in between. Right. So, um, Mabuna started really, 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 really the root of it was really me trying to find healing, Mm -hmm. trying to find purpose, right? Before, before the first round, we talked about how God can turn a mess into a message And I had, I was in my thirties when I started Mavuno. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Yeah. I was so tired of being broken. Mm-hmm. I was so tired of, conti- of the continual questions of why God, mm-hmm. why did this happen to me? Why did this, you know, why the whole why, 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 why? Mm -hmm. And I was literally dying a slow, emotional and spiritual death. Um, And I was desperate. Mm -hmm. Honestly, uh, I was desperate. And I say that sometimes you have to get to the point of being desperate mm. to really seek out change. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't get to that point, I don't, I don't think it's, it's really hard for change to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew that if I, if I didn't change my life, I was literally going to die. I was already dying emotionally, but I knew that physically I was literally going to die. So yeah. I, I, I came you know, one of the things I say that if you want to find healing, you need to confront pain straight on. Yes. You need to confront it. Yeah. You need to stand one day in front of your mirror mm-hmm. and you need to say to yourself, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right? This happened to me. Now what? Mm-hmm. Now what? What do I do with this, God? You know, and 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 it's okay to really come to this moment of just battling out, battling it out between yeah. you and God. Yeah. You know, and 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 letting God then 
just begin to kind of creep into those broken places, you know, with words of healing, with words of affirmation, with words of just soothing, you know, um, um, kind of like, I know you're mad girl. Let me, let me, let me rub some, you know, let me rub your back. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me, let me soothe some things out. So anyways, and trying to find that healing and trying to find that purpose, Mm -hmm. I, I said, you know what? I know that I want to reach women. Mm-hmm. So how do I reach women? I'm going to sell jewelry. <laughs> yes. So I, I, uh, I quit my job. I quit my career. Mm-hmm. And um, I had risen in, in corporate America to, to very high position in the career I was in. Awesome. Um, and one day I called the VP um, and I said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I quit. Yeah. I'm done. I can't do it. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I did. And then um, I said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just quit my job. How am I going to pay the bills now? Right. right so right. so I, I said, you know what? I'm going to start to sell jewelry because when I sell jewelry, um, I'm going to be speaking to women and I'm going to share my story and they're just going to love it. And they're going to buy the jewelry and then I'm going to use this money to go on mission trips. That's awesome. <laughs> I had, I had this whole thing all planned out, right? Yeah. In my head, mm-hmm. or, or at least I thought I did, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, and, and I did, I started, I started to sell jewelry, but I didn't know that six months after that, God would call me to sell jewelry in front of a parking lot of a strip club. And at this point in my life, I had already rededicated my life back to God. I was already leading in, in, in leadership position at a church. I was like, God, you must be crazy. And this strip club happened to be right down the road from my church, from the church I was going to at the time. So I said to myself, I said, people are going to think I'm crazy. People are going to think that I'm a hypocrite. What is this girl doing in the parking lot of a strip club? And then she's coming to church, you know, teaching and, you know, whatever. And God literally, I will never forget this. God literally spoke to my heart and said, do you want to find healing? Hmm. Because this is the route. This is the route you need to take in order to find healing, in order to find your purpose. And I said, God, I already quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the route I got to go. Like this is, I have no other choice. I have to be obedient. So I did. And I stood in the parking lot for six months selling jewelry to girls. And then all of a sudden the owner comes out after six months and says, you know, I really love your work ethic. Mm. I love that you've been standing out here for six months. He goes, I have a table for you in the locker room of the girls in the, uh, in the back of the club. Do you want that table? Mm. And immediately, immediately, I heard the voice of God tell me that scripture that says, I've prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that was going to be my next step. That was going to be my next 
process, the next door into me finding purpose. So um, long story short, I I sat there in the locker room of, of the strip club for almost two years um, selling jewelry. And what started from selling jewelry went into conversations. Those conversations started to get deep. Mm-hmm. You know, the later the later the night went, you yeah. know, the more the confessions came out, you know, yeah. the more the more things started to come out. And the more I started to realize that I was literally sitting in the midst of one of the darkest crimes that, that that's currently happening in this world right now, which is human trafficking. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting right in the middle of it and I didn't even know it. Actually, I didn't even know it until until a few months after the two years that I was in the strip club that I was literally, like, literally in the middle of that darkness. Um, but I knew that God had to had His hand of protection over me the entire time, and I I started to listen to the stories. I started to listen to the girls. I started to to empathize with why girls were in that environment. You know, I think that as a Christian, my entire life, you know, we become religious Mm -hmm. and we we think that, oh, I'm above them. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Or I'm, you know, or or, or I'm I'm here and they're there, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. so, So God really allowed me to just move in that spirit of empathy, of sympathy, of just grace. And, and then I started to, to hear stories that were very similar to mine. And again, you know, God humbled me into saying, you know, this could have been you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, this could have been you, but God. Yeah. You yeah. know, but God. You know, I had like that but God moment. And, and I knew that I needed to be there not to be a voice. Mm-hmm. I think that many times when Christians find themselves in these dark places, they immediately start to feel like they need to just start preaching, right? They need to just start saving people. And, yeah. and you know, and God was like, no, 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 no. This is not your time to mm-hmm. be a voice. This is your time for you to listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen, because listening was going to gain their trust. It's an obedience of 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 trust, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. So so that obedience can look like a lot of things to a lot of different people. But I honestly believe that that it's that it's on the that healing stands on the other side of obedience. And I'm just I'm just grateful that I was obedient enough. But again, I had to get to that place of becoming desperate, of being desperate. Yeah. So moving forward um, into the after the two years. I I knew that God had shown me something that I had to share with the world. I mm-hmm. could not keep to myself. Mm-hmm. And then I started um, raising awareness here locally in Miami, Florida. That's where I'm from. That's where uh, I I do the the bulk, if not all, most of the of the ministry is here in Miami. Um, and I started small. I started in in the back, actually in the backyard of my friends' houses. They would say, "Hey, come share, come share your testimony at our family reunion." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, um, we want to hear you. We mm-hmm. want to hear your experiences. And I, you know what, that to me was like the best thing in the world. You know, those intimate settings that yeah. were just like, just me sharing. And, um, that's where really God just started to develop my voice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, that permission of, now you can share. Yes. Now you can be a voice. Yeah. You know, now you can speak. And this is another thing. A lot of people believe that they are going to enjoy the process, right? <laughs> God didn't promise us that we would enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. We just have to go through it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not going to lie. There were nights where I was literally fighting with God and saying, God, I don't want to be here. Mm. Like, yeah. I think every single night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I come home smelling like the worst thing in the world. You know, yeah. cigarettes, alcohol. I mean, all kinds of, you know, all together, you know, can't even describe it. But I remember God telling me, you have to go through this because where I'm taking you, mm-hmm. this is what you have to go through because yeah. of where I'm taking you. And, yeah. and yes, that could be figuratively. That could have been a symbol, right. Of, of, of me just starting out in, in, in humble beginnings, you know, but I actually found it to be literal. Yeah. And I'll explain that because later in throughout the, the launch of Mabuno, a couple of years after we launched it, we started receiving invitations to go into other countries mm-hmm. to to train and to talk about human trafficking and to share my story into other countries. And yes. I remember my first mission trip was with, in Honduras, mm-hmm. which that's the bulk of our work is in Honduras. Um, yeah. That that's really the, the the country that that we that we work with. Um, standing in the middle of the trash mines, mm-hmm. where families and kids live, yeah, and the smell came back, <coughs> and I was literally <coughs> able to stand there and with that smell of just all the trash combined put together I was able to withstand it because God had already brought me through that yes at the strip club in the in the in the back of the strip club so that even became literal in 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 my in my walk and in my journey with with the Bobino project but um I kind of feel like the Lord just told me like um, God's going to open some doors and this might be edited out of the show, but I kind of feel like God told, just told me that he's going to open up some doors for me in the Dominican Republic as well. So that's funny. Cause, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, um, we're actually, we travel a lot to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel like two, uh, th- actually three countries just got placed on my heart for you. Um, Dominican Republic, Colombia and Venezuela kind of feel like that might be your next three targets coming up in the future so we'll see what god does <laughs> i always i always say if it's god it's gonna happen yes yeah absolutely <laughs> it's not not impossible let me tell you we we have ties in dominican republic 
Um, we also have ties in Colombia, Venezuela. God's gonna really have to prep me up for that. <laughs> for <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> yeah. So also, um, I I think I think once v- Venezuela is conquered, then God may give you some faith for Brazil too. But before we get into round two, I just I want you. Well, it, does, it doesn't make me a prophet. It just means that the fivefold gifts of the Spirit are available to any faithful servant of the gospel. So, yours, yours. We, we, I've, I've had Brazil as one of my, my, my target yeah. countries. But again, you know, I don't never force the mission trip. Yeah. Um, this has to completely be a God, a God thing. Um, so. When, when God calls, he'll open that door, he'll provide, and I will make sure to let you know if we're going to one yeah. of those countries. <laughs> it's, it's all about God's timeline, because when my parents were prophesied to move to South Africa, it didn't happen until 17 years later. So God, God's time frame could be any amount of time. That's, that's completely, he exists out of time, so that, that way we can't understand time the way he does. Anyway, um, before we get into round two, I just wanted you to briefly share what type of um, volunteer help you look uh, you look for basically in people that want to get involved and then also like people who want to travel to these nations to help victims of sex trafficking and then we'll get into round two okay sure so um, our volunteer efforts are really all about helping us raise awareness so there's different ways that people can help us raise awareness they can share our posts on their social media pages um, we're we're very like digital, you mm. know. Um, we do we haven't done this obviously because of the pandemic, but we are getting back into doing some street outreach. Okay. Um, so if you do live in Miami, Florida, then I would love to connect with you because we will start back out with doing street outreaches and some of the main um, party mm-hmm. areas where we go out and we raise awareness. Uh, about human trafficking specifically and then we always end it with with a prayer um you know so it it is a twofold you know it it is it is awareness but then it's also a spiritual outreach as well um so that those are ways that you can get involved mission trips um we do accept people they do have to go through an application process which needs to be signed and sealed by their pastor. Um, So we do ask for recommendation letters from their pastors, from their church leadership, because we want to know that they're in good standing with the the community, with the church community that they're, that they're known. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we don't take a lot of people on mission trips Mm -hmm. simply because the liability is, is big. Mm Not just the liability of safety, but the liability of the girls that we are trying to protect. Um, This is all about protecting the survivors. Uh, This is not a circus. And Mm. unfortunately, in the human trafficking sector, people have been very sensationalized to just want to see a survivor. Mm. Um, You don't know how many times I've been asked, how many survivors have you rescued? Whoa. I haven't rescued any survivors. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't do the rescuing. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so so it's a, it's been very, unfortunately, very sensationalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's not the type of nonprofit that, that we are. You yeah. know, we yeah. we put we put the protection of people 
um, before the interest of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I I would love to invite you to apply <laughs> to, <laughs> to come on one of our mission trips. And, and obviously it's all about relationship and uh, um and, and everyone has a job to do on our mission trip. That's actually the bulk of our volunteerism. Everyone is assigned a duty, mm-hmm. you know, something that they're going to do, uh, you know, that they prepare for, you know, months in advance so that when they get there, you know, it's, it's being executed. Um, and of course, it's under the authority of our full-time missionaries that we support in Honduras. Yeah. And under actually under the authority of, of the culture, you know, um, we are very cultural sensitive mm-hmm. um, and we don't go there as a what they call a uh, the um, a savior complex. Yeah. You know, yes. we we're, we're not that's not what we're there for. We're, we're there to serve. Mm-hmm. We are there to humble ourselves before a group of people that desperately need Jesus. That's what we do on our mission trips. We love, we care for the survivors, and we just demonstrate the love, the love of Jesus. Everything else is is an added bonus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. That's actually that's actually a perfect transition into the first song of the second round, which has to deal with the topic of no matter how much superhero power you think you have, you don't have the power to save yourself or anyone else. <laughs> So we're going to start with that one, Save Myself by Zoe Girl.
Save Myself by Zoe Girl. I kind of feel like it has that same weird production like play by Jennifer Lopez had back in the day. Anyway, going up against Showpiece by Out of Eden.
Showpiece by Out of Eden up against Save Myself by Zoe Girl. I kind of appreciate Zoe Girl taking more of a risk, but yet still making a song come together out of something so weird sounding. But Showpiece is more palatable to the masses. I'm going to give that it, that to its credit. Um, it's a lot more tangible and a lot more quick to catch on to. Um, so if you're going for something easier to digest, you're going to pick Out of Eden. But if I'm going to go for something more interesting, I'm so harsh on Out of Eden tonight. I'm going to also I'm going to go for Zoe Girl on that one. What about you? Uh, you know, so I'm glad that you caught on to my facial expression because I wasn't sure in in uh, sh- save myself if I was Zoe Girl if I was hearing a Latin song, a techno song. Uh, it, it was like a mesh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it's like part of me wanted to like do a little Caribbean and then part of me just wanted to maybe do some rave music yeah. dancing I, I was just like yeah. music wise I was all over the place um ver- the, the 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 words though yeah. um were were good yeah. were 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 powerful I think I'm going to go with you. I think this time around, the words from Save Myself were were very, um, they they kind of grabbed my attention more than than the the show. And maybe, maybe that's why they put all that crazy music in there. Maybe there, there was a, there was a, a, a a purpose for that. But yeah, Yeah. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with Save Myself, Zoe Girl. Interesting, yeah, because even a line like "Drink the ocean dry," not a lot of Christian songs feature lyrics like that. So I kind of felt like it took a lot more risks, and even if it threw you off at first listen, you still kind of gave it a chance to you know let it grow on you. So okay, I'm surprised at your vote. I I thought you were gonna easily wash me by just going straight out of Eden again, but hey, surprising. All right, so that means Zoe Girl got one point, the only leading point of the competition so far. So before we get into the final round, I just want to get your closing thoughts on everything we've discussed. Just give us a a quick summary, basically, and also um, let people know about how to further continue the cause, um, to not let stuff like this breathe under the carpet for too long, and allowing things like business or PR to allow sin to continue and then how to best humbly ourselves and the humble ourselves in the body of Christ to make sure that these matters are addressed so that that the victims are not don't become the laughing stock of a very serious crime that were that we've discussed um yeah so first of all Thank you for having me on your show. (laughs) I want to give honor to whom honor is due. And I think that this was (laughs) one of the most funnest experiences (laughs) that I've had um, on a a show like this, you know, kind of like podcast music. I thought this was awesome. This is so much fun. It's so down my alley because I I totally love love music. Um, So... So I want to thank you, first of all, for for creating this space and and allowing me to to share um, to share my story. Um, 
First of all, you know, to summarize the whole Gavi situation and the whole, uh, you know, the church and, and, and abuse and survivors is, uh, I wish it would have been dealt off the social media stages. Yeah. I think that if we can learn from anything or a church or if anyone can learn from anything, I, I would say that I think there was a better way. Yeah. To deal with something like this, maybe more on on a on a off the grid basis, and then mm. maybe if a statement had to come out, then let that statement come out. You yeah. know, so so if anything, I, I think that I, I my advice or, or or just my thoughts would be to really seek counsel on how to go about these issues in your church congregation or mm. in your or in your business. You know, mm-hmm. not just in the church, in the business, in, in school, at work. I mean, you know, really seek counsel on how to deal with these uh, things because what ends up happening is that you end up hurting a whole lot more people mm-hmm. yeah. that need that don't need to be hurt. Right. You know, because because it becomes messy. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it becomes messy. Yeah. Um, so so seek wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Don't ever though i'm not saying put it under the rug that's not what i'm saying you know don't ever do that i think that things like this need to be addressed Mm -hmm. they need to be exposed i mean you know i'm 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 for godly justice and Mm -hmm. godly exposure you know what i'm saying you know even the bible says that if you know a brother goes to you and you don't listen i mean you need to you need to expose it in front of the church you know um, there, there, there are proper steps and procedures, but I guess with the light of a social media nowadays, um, I just thought that was kind of messy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely want to connect with people that have heard the show. Follow me on Twitter. Obviously, yes. I'm very reachable. I mean, look, we we connected. We, we, you know, who knows what God has in store yeah. for us and open doors and opportunities. Um, I'm on Twitter under the Mabuno Project. Um, I'm also on IG under my name, Tanya Andre. Uh, so um, Tanya Andre underscore. Uh, so those are some really easy ways that you can connect with me. You can also email me at Tanya, T-A-N-I-A, at the Mabuno, M-A-B as in Victor, U-N-O Project. Um, get on my website, themabunoproject.com. Um, everything is, is right there for you to see how you can get involved, how you can donate, how you can volunteer. Um, I'd love to hear from anyone that's tuning in to this show. I also have a devotional. We spoke about pain. (laughs) Um, and I have a devotional. If you are listening to this and pain doesn't have to be abuse, (laughs) you know, Pain is something that's universal. Mm-hmm. It can be grief. It can be abuse. It could be, you know, anything else. Mm-hmm. All of us at some, in some shape or form have experienced pain and hurt. And I have a devotional where you can log on, you can sign on, and it's a 15-week devotion on scriptures that will help you get through pain. So every Monday, you'll receive a devotional from me with a scripture on pain. 
and 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 a small, it's just a two paragraph, very non-intrusive devotional that will help you somehow sort it out through prayer, through scripture on how to deal with pain. That is so awesome. So thank you so much for plugging all that info, Tanya. I have had a hundred percent way more pleasure having you on the show. I'm very humbled that you even accepted the request and uh, I look forward to uh, possibly having you back on in the future uh, as many times as we can get together. Um, so let's close out the show. Um, we're going to get into dismissed before we dismiss by Zoe girl. Here we go. Yay. Let's put this one on dismissed. you
Ben Smith. Dismissed by Zoe Girl. I kind of feel like, again, that's J-Lo level production, but they sang it like Britney Spears. <laughs> Go- <laughs> yeah. Going up against Greater Love by Out of Eden. All of my life I've dreamed a love would come to me. It's here and now I know it's more than any other love could be. I never thought I'd know someone who loved me so. To go as far to die, that is love for me, watch yo I searched all over, but I still couldn't find love Someone to give me love, to heal my hurt and ease my mind I sought affection, tried everything new Didn't even know that I was lost without a clue But you were yeah.
Greater Love by Out of Eden up against Dismissed by Zoe Girl, our final deciding round. I kind of felt you're going to you're going to think I'm being so harsh on Out of Eden tonight. Trust me, it's not intentional. It's just what I feel in the moment. Um, I kind of felt like Out of Eden sounded like <laughs> this might sound bad, but I, you'll, you'll know where I'm going with this. It sounded like Michael Jackson meets Disney Channel or Kids Bop. <laughs> like the production beat alone sounds like something in the tempo range that older Michael Jackson would have wrote on. But vo- but vocally, if Disney Channel existed in the Jackson five days, I think they would have pulled Michael Jackson out of the group and tell him, do this song. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's just how it felt to me. Out of Eden, they sounded very, I don't know, they sounded very um, appealing to children-like in that song. As as pleasant as the melody was, great chorus, um, great vibes, a nice breakdown bridge section. But I, I don't know, I just, I couldn't get over the feeling that this could be a hit on Disney Channel Radio or something like that. Anyway, um, and that's no diss to Disney Channel Radio, okay? I, I love my, you know, Hannah Montana hits, my Selena Gomez hits. <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Anyway, um, I kind of personally felt like I saved the best for last. Um, in my opinion of the whole show tonight, Dismissed is the most easily radio-ready song of all the songs from tonight. Um, I kind of felt like, again, continuing with that, purpose theme because i did purposely pick some of these tracks because i knew you were gonna be on the show um dismissed again was continuing with the every round theme of like showpiece and stop right there but dismissed i said i kind of felt had the most mainstream appeal to it so like even if you are not a christian you could still use this song to anyone trying to take advantage of you um so you it's not like how Stop Right There and Showpiece were, where it's more from a Christian's perspective. Dismiss could be from anyone's perspective, but it's it's nice to have it, you know, performed by Christians. Dismissed, I know you've been on TBN Salsa, but back in the day when J- Juice TV used to be known as JCTV. Oh, di- yeah, I yeah, Dismissed used to be a number one charter on JCTV for weeks and months on end. So th- that, again, another song that kind of practically raised me in my um, in my transitional phase from childhood to teenage years when I wasn't allowed to listen to too much secular music. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that song kind of filled. Yeah, that song kind of filled my void when I couldn't listen to Britney Spears in front of my parents. So, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the funny story um you know, when we moved here from Puerto Rico, obviously my parents didn't know English. Yeah. And us being kids, we learned really quick. So we were like the worst kids ever. We put on non-Christian music. Yeah. And then we'd be like, no, mom, they just said like, yeah, like Jesus <laughs> over here. <laughs> the yeah. worst. The yeah. worst. I just told on myself, I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> That that sounded like that joke that they again put in the same movie I mentioned earlier um, in Logan Lucky when the girl said, "Oh, I'm gonna sing uh, for the beauty pageant for school, Umbrella" by Rihanna, and then one of the little boys just randomly says, 
when Rihanna says umbrella, she's not singing about a real umbrella. It's code. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then, and then Shaddy Tatum is like, "Who told you that?" Everybody. <laughs> so funny, so funny. Anyway, but um, I gotta go with dismissed. I'm sorry. I just. If we were judging it like if, if let's say my my uh, daughter was on the show or something, then of course greater love would get some brownie points for appealing to her age group. But um, I'm sorry, dismissed. It, I have too many memories with that song, and I still jam to that song on a nearly daily basis to this day. So it's a little bias. It's a little bias, but I'm gonna go Zoe girl. What about you? Awesome. So I'm gonna completely just shut it down. <laughs> With Greater Love yeah. by Out of Eden. Yeah. I am, I'm going to go with Greater Love. And let me tell you the reason why. The reason why I'm going to go with Greater Love by Out of Eden. Because listening to all the songs, right? Um, Zoe, Stop Right There and, uh, and Dismiss, correct? Yeah. yeah. Stop Right There and Dismiss. Like, I get it. I love it. But I felt like there were two songs that were just kind of like, I don't want to say male bashing, but like, you know, okay, I get it, right? I right. get the whole men can be jerks and, um, you know, I'm, I'm the princess and I'm right. the, you know, like, you know, whatever. I get it. And I wanted to hear something positive about love. Yeah, I hear you. And greater love brought it. Yeah, nice. They brought it. They 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 brought the. You know what? You can find good luck. That takes a very mature married woman to say that. <laughs> that we need we need more balanced fifty fifty argument songs, and I hundred percent agree with that. Um, so now, unfortunately, that leaves us with two non conclusive rounds, which means that unfairly based on my judgment, Zoe Girl is the only winning round of tonight. I'm mad that both of them are retired now, like like years ago. <laughs> but I guess a better question would be, um, did you think that they they rightfully got the attention they deserved in their time frame? Or, or do you think that they may have some like hits in their catalog that could still be revived to this day? Yeah, I don't think the church was ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly speaking, I'm listening to it now, and now I'm like, man, this would really hit right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe a little bit of revisions here and there. You know, obviously, you know, with some with some sounds and and, and music, but but the words would definitely just really hit right now. I think the church wasn't ready for it. That's right. why I don't believe they got the recognition mm-hmm. um, that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will definitely have these on my place so when my daughter turns a teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what I'm going to let her listen to, you know, because I, I, you know, we kind of grow up saying I'm not going to be like my parents, but, <laughs> you know, we do. We yeah. end up being kind of like our parents. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely infuse some of this music into her, her playlist. And, definitely. uh, yeah, sad that they are no longer making this music. I think they think they need to make a comeback. I think they both do. They need to make a comeback because I think some of these songs are really hit right now. I think some of the messages are really needed, especially in our youth today. 
um, are really, really needed, and 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 we need more women voices in the in these spaces, you know, of of just empowerment and and uh, reaching to the teens. So I, I would love it if they came. They should come out with like a comeback album or something. Yeah, and just like back in the day, you actually struck a chord with me with something you said earlier. I kind of feel like Out of Eden and Zoe Girl are prime choices for almost like the album that New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys did together. I kind of feel like Out of Eden and Zoe Girl could easily make an album together as a comeback as well. Because if they could be still relevant, surely Out of Eden and Zoe Girl could still be relevant to the, today's world. Listen, they need to do a comeback tour together. Yeah. Hands down, 100% agree. You know, a reunion out of Eden, Zoe girl, I'm definitely going to go. Yeah, 100%. So, Tanya, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, last plug, and then we'll sign out. This was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Hit me up, the Mabuto Project, Tanya yes. Andre underscore. I'm here. I want to speak to you. I want to connect with you. Um, and first of all, I, I want all of us to just love on each other. Listen, we are living in some horrible times with, with war, with sickness, with, with plagues, with everything that the Bible is, is prophesying. Um, we're living it, we're seeing it. We don't have long to play around, man. Yeah. Um, let's get serious. Let, and, and let's do it together and let's do it in love yeah what i'm gonna do for you tanya is i'm gonna end the show with what gave you hope in the first place that music like this could be made and still sends a powerful message to the world out there in light of what you just said so we'll close the show with lovely day by out of eden <laughs> anyway you'll hear it when the final edit comes out take care you guys thank you so much for listening we love y'all god bless awesome Save it there.